I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code ONDECK, that's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word, and you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. This week's guest is one of the OGs who helped found and set up Wave 89.1 in its early days in the early 2000s. She also used to be the imaging voice of Philippine Airlines and funnily enough, her own daughter, Inka Magnaye, is now the imaging voice of Philippine Airlines. Her name is Lindy Magnaye, and throughout the interview, I'll be referring to her as Tita Lindy because of my friendship with her son, Renzo Magnaye of 99.5 Play FM. I actually had a conversation with Renzo before we hit recording. Now, hey, I'm going to keep referring to your mom as Tita Lindy, all right? You know, just because out of respect, um, it's, it's kind of weird if I talk to her as if we were peers or as if we um, knew each other as friends, the parang first name basis na. So it's going to be a special treatment for this week's episode. Tita Lindy gets very profound about her takeaways from being a mother of fellow artists like herself, how she's proud of all three of her kids, and how she really did her best to support all of her kids in their very unique and non-stereotypical career choices. As somebody who ended up pursuing a creative field myself, it's nice to pick the brain of a parent who went through the same questions and went through the same career options and what she thought when she had her own kids and they decided that they wanted to follow in her footsteps. Tita Lindy's got all those stories and they are on deck. But before we get to the main event, let me tell you first about something that really means a lot to me and I'm sure the rest of the country as well, and that is voter registration. As early as now, you can be part of the 2022 elections by registering to become a new voter in case you've never voted before or in case you moved to a different address or changed your name for whatever reason. You can check out Comelec's online portal, iregistro.comelec.gov.ph. That's the letter I, then the word registro.comelec.gov.ph. And you still have to report to the physical Comelec office once all of your online matters have been settled. So their office is open from Monday to Thursday during office hours. Friday is disinfection day, but they're also open on Saturdays because they understand that while we're working from home, we don't exactly have the time to do all of our errands on the weekday. So go check it out. Idahistro.comelec.gov.ph 
And if you need a guide that tells you everything you need to prepare before heading to register, you can check out VotePilipinas.com. That is VotePilipinas.com for the guide for everything you need heading into voter registration. Another endeavor that I'm supporting here on Podcast Network Asia is our in-house initiative to help out all of the victims and communities affected by Typhoons Roli, Quinta, and Ulysses from late last year. It's called Hashtag Podcast United, and you can be part of this by donating over at pymy.co slash PNA for Typhoon. That's the letters pymy.co slash the letters PNA, the number four, and the word Typhoon. From there, you can select how much you want to donate, click buy it now, and pay through your credit card or your debit card or even using your PayMaya wallet. And this is available for both local and foreign transactions. So once again, if you want to be part of hashtag Podcast United, go check out pymy.co slash PNA for Typhoon. All right, here we go. This is what you came for. It's time for the main event. My guest this week is the great Lindy Magnaye, and she's on deck. On this episode of On Deck, I've got a very special guest, uh, somebody who is... I would say the matriarch of a family of very successful radio DJs and voiceover artists. Tita Lindy Magnaya joins me on this week's episode. Thank you so much for making time for this. Hey, Stan. Good good morning. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're recording this uh, on a morning because I kind of like getting things done basically right after the radio show para on pa yung brain ko. Um, but that, that's just me, Perfect. my own habit as a morning person by force because of the morning <laughs> show. But I want to talk about you know how, how you got into the business because I've heard the stories from people all around the industry, but I want to hear it straight from you. How did this all begin for you? Okay, wow. Way back in... I actually auditioned for the job. I auditioned. There was an opening in 99.5 RT as a newscaster. So this was back in 1984. 84. I was like my early 20s. Actually, I, I, I went for audition. It was the hardest audition I've ever been into. And my first. Because <laughs> I, I never really imagined that, oh my God, what am I doing? So Because I needed a job. I wanted a job. And... Uh, so there, and uh, I auditioned, and then they called me, and um, I trained for six months. They didn't get me on the air for six months. That's how strict and rigid the training was back then in 99.5 RT, yeah. Was that your first job, and did you ever consider a different career other than being in radio at the time? Actually, I left school because of that. I was in my oh. second year of college. Yeah, I didn't finish. I said, I have to do this. You know, it's fun. So, no, it's not my first job. My first job was uh, I was an assistant uh, teacher for for babies, you know, for preschool in, in Dasma. Uh, there was this small school that had the toddlers and then there. And then my aunt, who um, was a friend of the guys behind RT then, said, hey, you know, there's an opening. Maybe you want to try. And I never really imagined, because, huh? Why me? Like, I never imagined that my voice could papasap mala yung galon. So, so there, I auditioned after that. And then I got the job. Did you always know that your voice sounded good or that you could speak really well? Because but there have been, I'm sure you've heard growing up now, oh yeah, you know, you should try out for radio. Like, did you ever get those comments, like those little things from people around you? Na, oh, pang announcer yung boxes mo. <laughs> no way. Hindi <laughs> talaga. No, I didn't, like, no, I just really, parang, I just made a complete, like, U-turn. I said, okay, I'll try this. Because I really wanted to, I wanted to become a flight attendant. I, I love airplanes. I want I love serving people and you know it's my my dream actually. I, I actually even applied for an airline. But then again, buying flight <laughs> on air in a different uh, place which is RT, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the uh, being a flight attendant because you uh, for a while you were also the imaging voice for Philippine Airlines. Yes. So, so how did that come about? Uh, were you well into your time into the into into radio by then? Yes, we were already. Um, in fact, I already had kids, and but they were still babies. 
and we had a recording studio. So during that time, kasi just like early nineties, I think. So it's not it wasn't as glamorous as as you know how Inca is now or or how the previous <laughs> uh, voiceovers like the late Lily Ann Nichols and and a friend Pinky Aceron, who are former in-flight voices of Philippine Airlines as well. But that time, uh, as I if I can remember, it was just a very Major crude lang. So they just make you record stuff like promos and stuff like that. So very, very different. Very different from now. Would it ever feel weird like uh, whenever you'd get on a flight and then suddenly the in-flight videos would play and you'd hear your voice on them? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, always because I, I have this bad habit. It's not a bad habit, I guess. It's like I don't like listening to myself when I do a recording. But okay, na lang. I don't want to listen. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just me. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned getting into radio and starting as a newscaster on RT. Mm-hmm. How did you eventually become one of the DJs, talaga? Because I remember at the time, um, there was actually a distinction, right, between the newscasters yeah. and the jocks who were part of the air staff. Yes, I didn't become a DJ until after RT, because RT it was pretty strict. Newscaster, newscaster, kalang. No com, no commenting. No, you can't bother the newscaster when she's doing the news, you know. And um, so after that, there was a breakaway after RT. We all, I don't know if you remember Kiss FM. Yes, I've heard of it. One hundred one point one. We were the rogue group that <laughs> that uh, started Kiss FM as well with George Boone and and of course their uh, Jeremiah Junior, my Renzo's dad and Inka's dad, and. Uh, so that's when we started. They started uh, being more experimental. They started talking to the newscasters and chatting with them in between newscasts and within the newscast. And then on Sundays, they had the quiet storm. It was a program. We played all jazz. So that's when they put the newscasters on Sundays for jazz. So I was one of the DJs for the quiet storm. That yeah. distinction between newscasters and the air staff, did gender have anything to do with that? Because I, I grew up listening to newscasters and almost all of them were female, lalo na pag radio. Oh, oh, yes. Maybe it was a gender thing. You know, naman that time, di ba? Mm-hmm. It's so different now. So I think so. I think they, they, they just wanted to have a, a fresher uh, voice for the station, especially when it comes to the news, because we didn't do. A lot of hard news. It was mostly uh, music, lifestyle, entertainment. But how did you feel about it? Shempre being in the field and wanting to eventually, you know, being one of the jocks. And then was there ever a glass ceiling or did you ever feel like that glass ceiling had to be broken? Because it was a different time back then. Yeah, yeah, different. You know, come to think of it, I didn't mind at all. It wasn't even in my mind, you know. We were told newscaster and we, we were just like there in our place and I aspired to be a DJ but I was, I was looking at the guy saying oh my god this is hard <laughs> but eventually like what I said when we moved to uh, Kiss FM they gave us uh, an opportunity for that and we were playing records as in like like two records on you know two setups here on on either side and and I had to have a lot of technical support with that. I, I can I, imagine it's so complicated compared to... Oh, my God. Man. I couldn't do it just by, by myself. So, well, so again, like, like um, Jerry, the dad of Lorenzo and Inca and Bettina, would help me a lot because <laughs> he was still courting me then, no, diba? <laughs> so, so, so those are the moves. Those are the moves. So, pa points, points, huh? So, he'd, he'd join me on Sundays and then he goes, oh, okay, just add lib Just I'll take care of you, you know. So, I never really learned because he was always there. <laughs> what was it like being part of the group that established the identity of a radio station? Because you mentioned that you guys started Kiss FM, and then before we recorded, you also mentioned that you were part of the group that gave birth to Wave 89.1 as it is right now. Yes, actually, we were, um, you know, Joe DeMango, because the company, the Vera Group, they, they have a lot of stations, right? So they, they make us parang rigodon. They move us around. Mm-hmm. I was before Wave, I was with K Light. Mm-hmm. I, I was there. And then 
after like two or three years, little David Ba, God rest his soul, he passed away recently and he was our, our program director. And after that, we moved to WAVE and they said, okay, let's start it with Joe Demango and stuff like that, Lindy Alika with Georgia and stuff like that. So we would always be like the team who'd start the, the stations, yeah. Was there a Fun. level of trust from ownership na parang he knew that you guys were Siguro. the ones that could be the foundation or the building blocks? Was that was that it? Siguro na. Yeah, it's a trust. Yeah, because mostly because um, of our bosses, right? Because Joe Demango was my boss and, and he called us, a few of us, to, to start it with him. And uh, it was, in fact, uh, Wave was one of the first stations that had an image voice. And... I wasn't a DJ there, although I had a program. I had I had uh, Soul Review, and uh, stuff, and all the other station and all the other programs that they made me voice. But he he helped us, uh, parang give our identities, you know, because I, I was just a newscaster, not someone just, but but it gave me more parang power, <laughs> must must empowering really. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I loved it. I'm curious about the Wave branding because when I first heard of Wave, parang wow, napaka niche. It's it's R&B and hip hop, yeah. or it's very urban. Yeah. But what led to that branding, and what led to the formation of that niche? Oh well, I can't speak for our bosses, but I'm not sure about that part of of the deal. But I guess during early 2000s, diba, that's when all these uh, R&B hits were really they had really they were churning out really nice songs and the image and, and stuff like that so i guess they just um rode on rode in the tide and just it, it was a big success diba, for for a long time and we were on on top in fact magic of course magic's always on top is always number one so we would always be like number two number three you know so we, we were proud of what we were doing, actually, because of the music. Yeah. Was it hard and trying to you know, get people to ride on the wave, no pun intended? Because you know, it's, it's a niche identity, so very particular than you target demo for, for audiences for this type of music. I don't think so. Because of that, maybe we really woke up a lot of people and said, hey, this is um, R&B here. This is one soul station that, that just has your kind of song. And plus... All the all the the shows that they came up with to uh, help promote the songs and like like Soul Review. I had Soul Review, and that was like every Saturday. And I'd always those were just thirty songs, but people would really listen to that because I'd break I'd break the the songs. And then when after it plays uh, in Soul Review, that's when they start putting it on on the playlist. And so, parang. Parang top 40, parang it's, it's like an entry point for the station. We're taking a break from my conversation with Tita Lindy Magnaya so I can tell you about how you can support this podcast through your online shopping. Shempre, even though we live in the time of the pandemic, online shopping has never stopped. And what we've come to learn is that anything you need, hashtag NASA Lazada Yan. So you can check out Lazada for anything and everything that can improve your workspace or your home life while we're living in the time of COVID-19. And if you want to help out on deck through your online shopping, all you have to do is to click on this link, tinyurl.com slash Lazada. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-L-A-Z-A-D-A. It'll take you straight to the Lazada app on your phone. From there, you can click checkout and every item that gets delivered to your doorstep gives me and Podcast Network Asia a small commission to keep the lights on and so I can keep doing what I do best. And that is telling the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. So once again, before you check out on Lazada, hit up tinyurl.com slash Lazada. And now, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Dog Coach Francis. Dogs are a man's best friend. Get to know your dog and strengthen your friendship by listening to the dog behind the human. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Understand your dog so you and your pupper can live your best life together. 
So this is a very interesting conversation to me because it's like I'm doing my homework at you know on the station I'm currently working for. I I don't I have really? these conversations a lot, so yeah, I'm trying to um dig deep into it. I'm curious about the jocks because when I first listened to Wave, I believe this was in the early 2010s. This was the time mm. when Wave was puro Phil Amstein air staff, yeah. And oh, oh. when Wave started, was it like that? Na ang daming ang daming Phil Amps na talagang hip hop yung vibe, very East Coast or West Coast. Hmm. It just became like that after during that time when you started listening. Well, we had a few DJs, but majority of us were really talagang locals. locals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with that. And I think yeah. right now we're a healthy mix of locals and and uh, Phil Amps. It's yeah. I, I guess when I came in the month in 2017, mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked wow. because as a local, and it, it's weird calling myself a local, but to, to differentiate, <laughs> right? You know, the, the Phil Amps were a majority of the roster. So I felt right. out of place because everybody had the twang and everybody said, you know, I, I grew up in the Bay or I grew up in NYC. And I'm like, oh, I grew up here in... <laughs> This third world country. <laughs> <laughs> really? So waves like that now? Oh, well, it was. It, it was yeah. for, for a Aww. while, yeah. But, for you know, while, things yeah. change, lineups get, get turned over, and, you know, now it's, I, I would say, 50-50 of, of local jocks and mga filam. So it's, it's, a, it's a healthy mix. It's interesting. Okay. Because so, during that time, like, I had a co, uh, co-DJ, see, Georgia. She's from Cebu. I'm from Cebu also. And, okay. you know, so... So we were from different different places. Eric Mana, who was um, the other image voice for the station, well, he's Filipino, but he was from Canada. So he's Canadian. So he had a really nice, I don't know if you remember him, but wonderful, one of the most wonderful voices in radio I've ever heard, the Eric Mana. He was the magician. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's back home now. We're all like all retired in a way. <laughs> Well, you know, your voice is still heard on the airwaves today, right? With uh, the work that you do on on Q Radio. So how did you end yeah. up the man, with, with Q? Because they've really done a good job over the last year of launching themselves and catering to the TikTok generation. I know, right? So I'm totally out of the, of the music uh, side of Q. I'm a newscaster there. So Boss Carlo... Was Carlo of Magic before now, and then he moved to other stations, and now he he put together Q, which was formerly Crossover. Yes, and yeah, some station I I love too. You know, I I miss it, but I'm glad Q's there. It gave me a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Yun, he he called me. Yeah, yeah, Linz, ano ba? Game kaba? You want to do radio again? So we go, yeah, sure, because I miss it. You know, because I just. You know, once they say, once the radio bug bites, it'll, it'll always sting and you'd always want to be in radio. So uh, I, I jumped in and then I said, yeah, do it. So there. <laughs> uh, you mentioned being an imaging voice for different stations over the years and just, you know, having having that be part of your calling card as a professional. And I guess I want to know how you really got into that line of work because it's related to what we do on radio, but it's not exactly something that everyone can be successful in because a lot of different clients, they look for particular voices. So I, I guess yeah. the, the heart of the question is, what's made your voice stand out? Well, you know what? I really don't know. Maybe it's because also we had a recording studio back when in, in the late 80s so this ad we farm? were at farm yes we were catering to um we had a voice library and advertising so that's where we went so because of that seguro it just honed my my skill and then of course the voice and and it's just still training it's still a lot of training years and and because of that it's easier to do um, imaging for, for stations because you can, like me, I can direct myself now because I, I more or less know now how it sounds and how they want it. So it helps a lot being a, a, a voice talent as well. How do you get yourself into character then? So let's say when you were an imaging voice for a radio station versus doing Philippine Airlines versus doing yeah. these other brands, how do you get yourself in character? Because it's voice acting, diba? Right? When you right. you're, when you're a voice talent, you you act with your voice. It's even harder because when you're on stage or in movies, 
you have your whole body to 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 help you with with the acting right but the voice i think you have to work double time triple time because first of all you have to be clear clarity and then the intonations and where you the pauses and and the whole you have to paint a picture it's an image that you have to paint for the for the listeners because they're just they can't see you they're just hearing you so it, it's a challenge but it, it's it's uh, the best best thing for me to do really <laughs> what's the best part about uh, about the job because i'm hearing you talk about it and uh, we've both got our cameras on because you know this is uh it's an audio episode for the listeners but you know i can see okay. the way you talk about it and your eyes just glow with excitement <laughs> as you talk about the uh, about the job so what's the best part about it for you like this career you've um forged for yourself the best part for me is um well i just realized and i just found out now my gosh i can do this pala and i have i have a God-given voice that I never even knew myself. I had to hear it from other people and say, and stuff like that. So it's very gratifying. It it adds a lot to my self-esteem, to my confidence. And uh, the fact that you can use your voice um, in, in so many ways and not just imaging, and even in character voices, and even Tagalog, Visaya, I can do those things. So, parang, come on, give me the challenge and I'll take it. You know, parang, it gave me a lakas ng loob. Parang ganun. What's like the that. most unusual or oddball <laughs> gig you've done as a voice talent? Oh, wow. I, I, it's a challenging thing for me to do when they make me do um, dialects like Ilocano. I mean, because I'm Bisaya. So, mm-hmm. can you imagine me talking Ilocano? So, I, I have to. It blows my diba? mind whenever anyone talks in dialects, honestly. Diba? So, I can do Cebuano, Ilongo, but when they make me do Ilocano, it's, it's a beautiful dialect, you know, but um, medyo yung words lang are, are so different from, from what I normally speak. So, I need a coach. So, yun, isa pa yun. When they coach you, sometimes. Forever na yan, parang ano ba? Can't you get it? But somehow, I, I get it. Like after one or two or even three the most. And I go, hey, yeah, this is good. I can do it. So, yun, aside from that, when they make you do other uh, accents, <laughs> like French, I <laughs> cannot do French. <laughs> cannot do French accents. So, uh, aside from that, uh, I'm I'm good. It's been a good good time to do voices. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm I, I'm turning sixty this year. Can you imagine? It, I'll be senior citizen this year. <laughs> I would tease my parents about it as well. So <laughs> I'm sure. You're, how old are your parents? Uh, my mom's sure fifty-seven. Uh, my right. dad just turned sixty-one last October. So see, yeah, diba? <laughs> so kabatch ko pala yung parents mo. Yes. <laughs> Kind of like how Sina, si Renzo's basically Micah Batch. I know, right? How'd you guys meet? Oh, I'm interviewing you now. Oh, no, no, totally. <laughs> we met... Well, I'd been a fan of Renzo now for a few years because I would, I'd heard him on play. Uh, yeah. I think our radio career started right around the same time. And then... I what? used to perform for Philippine Wrestling Revolution. It's a local pro wrestling uh, company. Oh, and then Renzo okay. went to one of our shows because he's a wrestling fan also. He is! Grabe. So um, we had a mutual friend introduce us. I think it was Jam who introduced us. And okay. then after that, you know, we just became fast friends. We realized na halos magkasabay yung time slot. We'd bump into each other at Paragon because I used to work at Mellow. So, oh! Yeah, I I would bump I would go to play to say hi or he would go to Mellow to say hi. It would be like an every other day kind of thing. So, yun, um Aww. we just stayed in touch after all these years basically. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's so nice to know. Yeah, he he texted me at him your mom. My friend Dan's going to interview, okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, on that note, I want to ask about uh, how you feel that Sina Renzo and Inca have followed in your footsteps. You know, um, they and you know they've uh, been able to have successful careers of their own as well in both radio and voiceover. I know, right? It's like mind blowing. Well, it's not really a surprise because they had no choice. <laughs> no, no one. <laughs> they had a choice. Well, they grew up in the recording studio. They grew up in Ad Farm every single day. 
it's like it was embedded in them and i just saw them i think it's really in the genes also between the dad and i i don't i, I cannot imagine them going and to another career or being someone else because even when they were little they would do that already they would it's 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 part of their um life already because of the studio also and maybe when they were in my tummy i was a voice talent so they would hear me and you know stuff like that so i think it, it was meant to 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 be really <laughs> but was there any conscious effort on your part to try to i don't know get them accustomed to the idea na oh you're going to be a very eloquent speaker you're going to have good diction and pronunciation you uh, the mic will be your best friend and it will be your source of livelihood was there any effort on your part or on their dad's part no effort on our part actually it just came naturally so we would we would see them we would hear them we'd, you know they're so funny these guys they would um, mute the tv and they would dub over it you know <laughs> and put funny voices and so I'm like oh my god these kids actually that's that's their kind of of play you know and and Renzo would do this you know you know this and that you know he was like boy so i saw it we saw it coming so So we would just just um, praise them and encourage them and say, "You can do it. Sound good. Sound great. Hey, you know, yeah, rara, make them rara." Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Renzo ever told you, but he was actually the very first guest on this podcast uh, when I started in May or June, if I recall correctly. And wow. one of the things I remember from our interview was he told me that um, you and their dad really made them learn how to speak English correctly and be able to pronounce things properly. Like that was something you instilled in them growing up. So uh, oh, yeah. was that with the intent of um, making sure that if ever they did get into the same career that they would be able to carry on the family name well? Maybe, you know, and, and, and on hindsight, yeah, probably. Because it, we were really an English-speaking house. I mean, we would um, really um, encourage Um, them to speak in English, but also, of course, they had to learn Tagalog also. But oh gosh, right now their Tagalog is like it's getting better, and I'm proud <laughs> of that. Really, my fault. Hi, nako. So yeah, uh, we would always correct each other. Parang mga grammar Nazis. So parang okay, don't get picked on. I'll correct you. Oh, my type of people. So especially them now with me because like some. As you grow older, you get you know, and they tell me, "Mom, no, it's like this." Oops. Now it's the other way around. <laughs> it's so cute. But how would you do it? Like from a parenting standpoint, how did you really make sure that they would be able to pronounce things properly, or that they'd have the correct grammar? Because I'm not a parent, so I, yeah. I, I obviously don't have that point of view. Yeah. So we would just say, um, in tips lang that we'd make them read aloud. You know, when they read something. Read it to me and stuff like that. So we would just um, find ways na they would that they won't feel naman too uh, parang oh my god, buto, strict naman, stringent naman. But it would still be like part of the day and and when especially because they were homeschooled most of the time, so they would uh, sit there with them and and we just make them and really encourage them to just read aloud, read aloud. We're taking one more break from my conversation with Tita Lindy Magnaya so I can tell you about a very special offer from my friends at Mr. Speedy just because you're a listener of On Deck. So get this. Mr. Speedy is giving you 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. That's right. 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery, which is a huge discount if you use my promo code Mr. Speedy Stan. That's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. S-T-A-N, and that works on both MrSpeedy.ph and on the Mr. Speedy app, which you can download on the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, and on the Huawei Mobile Gallery. The best part is this works here in Metro Manila as well as Cebu, Davao, and nearby provinces. So again, if you want to cash in on 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery, just like my friend did when he sent me a Joker graphic novel for my birthday this week, which I super appreciate, by the way, then make sure you use my promo code Mr. Speedy Stan. That's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N for 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. 
do it and do it now. Now here's another message from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Okay, hold on. Before we head over to the rest of the episode, I'm sure you're probably wondering how I'm able to collab with brands here on deck. Well, it's really simple. I use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O. And use my referral code on deck. That's one word, all caps, O-N-D-E-C-K. And hey, it's a great way to help support the show as well. And if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with me here on deck, then I'm not going to stop you. In fact, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. That's Podmetrics for you, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Was there ever a point that... Uh, you had thought of steering them in a different career path because here in the Philippines, right, we're still a very Asian culture. <laughs> na, um, at oh, least from oh. my perspective, I was really steered towards a corporate background where it's more stable. You have yeah. benefits, yung oh, steady oh. Na monthly na sweldo, as opposed to the more freelance na, na lifestyle, which uh, people in our in our field are more accustomed to. So, did that ever cross your mind as a parent? Well, it was so part of my wish list, sempre. Uh, like Renzo, he, he's a very diligent worker and he was very diligent in school. So I'm like, oh, wow, this guy is going to be good. And I was dreaming now where he'd be, you know, even Inca, even Bettina, you know, I, I think now Inca is so good with science and maybe she'd like to work in NASA or something. Bettina is, she has a wonderful speaking voice. Bettina, my, my other daughter, she has a wonderful singing voice. So, wow, maybe she'll be like a wonderful singer or something, something like that. So, but then again, we respected their, it just fell. Eh? They just started. I don't know if Renzo told you, but um, we would, I help, I kind of helped them get their, one of their first gigs, but it would just fall in my lap. Say, try mo nga to, let's try that. Uh, even Bettina. Who's, who's a pre preschool teacher for Jimbery? That too, it, parang, it just it just all went through us, the, the, the parents, and we just like okay, try this, try that, and then we didn't uh, no, we didn't do anything na bahala na sila. They did it on their own. They they yeah, and then look 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 where they are. Yeah. By the time mm-hmm. their careers had started, all three of your kids, uh, you'd already had you know several years of experience in your respective field. So what yeah. were the pieces of advice that you shared with them as they started their own careers? Things like, I wish I'd known this when I started my own career. Ah, uh, okay. Well, well, one thing that I learned all these years is um, it's, what's important is uh, character over skill. Because skill can be taught, it's trainable, right? But character, I mean, EQ, EQ is more important than IQ. I'd always tell them that you have to learn these things because life is not just about what you know about a certain field, like magaling ka nga dyan, but you're, you suck at your, you know, your character. You're not a good person, you know. One thing I'm very proud of with my kids is they're, Good people. I raised really good kids and I, I love them so much. I'm so proud of them. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm always in tears every time Renzo tells me, Mom, I got this gig. I'm this and that. Inca also, also Bettina. Mom, you know, I, oh, my heart is like but I'm flapping like this, you know. <laughs> Any parent, I guess, would, would feel that. But especially on my end, because they were all like me and their dad, undergrads. We, we, we did not finish school. So that alone, I was worried na. I go, oh dear, what's going to happen, you know? And then God, God is good. And he just made everything right. And, and look where they are now. <laughs> because of, they're so creative. Yeah. I, I, I hope you don't mind if I ask about the, I, I guess, a concern na, you know, being yeah. undergrad. Because yeah. you still live in a, in a culture that still puts a premium on a college degree. Yes, and, and so I guess I want to know from your perspective as a parent, and I guess from the family's point of view, like yeah. uh, how do you get over that 
that barrier or that stigma, especially in a society like ours? I know, right? I I don't know, but of course I feel bad that we, that they weren't able to pursue um, their their dreams. But you know, they they learned along the way that it, it's you just have to make do with what what you have and with your God given gifts and opportunities just go for it and it's more that's where their character came in and because of that they're they're successful at at dealing with the blows of life and saying okay undergraduate guy you might you know even even them they they, they when they feel seguro i'm sure they feel kind of insecure and and somehow because they wanted to be this and that but they they never made me feel that it was ever like that with them, you know. They just really uh, took in everything and made use of what was there and the opportunities. And oh boy, I, I could never do that if I were in their if in that age. My God, I wouldn't be able to do what they're doing. Speaking of opportunities, I think a lot of people have read by now the stories about Inca, about how she manifested at the start of 2020 that she would go viral as a voice talent. And then she made it happen. And now she's one of the most followed personalities on TikTok here in the Philippines. And she ended up being the imaging voice as well for Philippine Airlines, a role that Inca held. So what was that like (laughs) for you seeing all of that as their mother? Wow. Wow, somebody loves me up there. (laughs) It's like, we're so blessed. I mean, you know why? I think good people, because my kids are so hardworking and they're so good. So I just believe that it's good karma, (laughs) good opportunities. You attract it. It's it's a law of attraction. What you give out, what you if you give out something good, something better will come back. And Inka, I can't speak for her really, but she just did what she could during lockdown and she took me along with her and mom let's do this and, and, and it just poof, it just exploded and the rest is history did and, you know uh, what she was doing like you know uh, being part of her videos or trying to get on social media not really she would because she would just like oh here mom you know she'd face the camera on me and do it and or she would warn me a little sometimes but i didn't think that it would blow up this way, you know, because lockdown, it started that time and everyone was just, I had no idea. I really had no idea. And then next thing I knew, TikTok, what's this TikTok? And yes, yeah. whoa, it used to be another, another name before. And then all of a sudden she was just, she, she was, I think it was, she was just there at the right place and at the right time. It's all about timing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine how that must have also been shocking on your end because I, I recognize yeah. that the generation gap, the, the difference, right? So, like, yeah. TikTok na to? I'm sure my dad oh. my mom would be asking the same questions if I were to do that with them. So, I can imagine probably the initial confusion and the shock. <laughs> I know, right? But um, what's this? It, it's fun. Yes, again. And then her viewers started adding up and and then they and she started getting interviews and pati ako na rin, parang, huh, parang you know sideline like, oh you're Inka's mom and, and it used to be the other way around you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they're my kids <laughs> and now it's their turn their turn kasi <laughs> yeah but the crazy thing is that it's also become like the entire family is in the spotlight na parang oh like like they're a family of voiceovers or they're a family of creatives and uh, I, I guess you don't yeah. get or see a lot of that in in our society, which again is still very conservative, very traditional, very oh you know, uh, go get a nine to five job and all of that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. as a parent, I wanted your insight <laughs> on it. Like, what would you tell other parents whose whose children are more creatively inclined or they're more masanay uh, lang talaga sila with creative pursuits as opposed to the stereotypical textbook careers? Yeah, I I just want to tell the the parents out there don't be too hard on your kids you know they're not an extension of you you brought them out here into this world to be a different person and you have to respect that so whatever it is that they want to do especially on the creative side when they say no there is money there you know you just have to be a little more adventurous and believe 
in the skill and the talent of your kids. And you have to be there right behind them all the time and tell them you can do it. How do you quiet that fear, though? Because it's it's a very gulong ng palad type of uh, oh, career and lifestyle. Na when when it's up, it's really up, and when it's down, it's really pretty down. So how do you quiet those concerns? Quiet those concerns from parents, or siguro also, um, or even for professionals all... who are already in this field, like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, you have to look really deep in, 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 into yourself. And I think it's more like you have to believe in, in yourself. You have to know your path. You have to be sure of it. And if you want to do it there, I think good, it'll come. They say build it and people will come, right? That's a very, it's true in anything, be it creative, be it corporate and anything. It's just really believing in yourself and honing your, your skill and always Never stop working on, on, on yourself. Really, can't be stagnant. Even me, I find myself still learning now, and I learn. I'm learning from my kids. The other way around, you know, it's it's like we've gone full circle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as we wind down here, looking back at your career to date, what's been your biggest takeaway mm-hmm. from the radio career and the voiceover career, and even starting your own family and seeing what they've become right now? Takeaway meaning you, um, it's like a, like a benefit. What's the, the best thing that's happened? In I, a way? I guess, yeah. That's or or the biggest insight, <laughs> biggest lesson. Biggest lesson. Hmm. Actually, my biggest lesson for all all this time and 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 just meeting their father and having the family and I think fate has a lot to do with it and destiny I believe in that I'm such a hopeless romantic you know I believe in destiny I believe in fate and people are brought to your life um, for a reason and like I keep telling my kids you know even if their dad and and, and I are not together anymore but we're still a family um huh getting sentimental here <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay it's okay to be raw and candid yeah it, it's just that um fate and 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 you know we th- th- my kids grew up kasi, with um a lot a lot of love talaga, no matter what even if their dad and i weren't getting along a lot of times we made sure that we were good parents so that alone was the, the biggest um uh gift or takeaway or a lesson that, that I, 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 I appreciate to this day because of the deep, deeply rooted our, our relationships with each other. And, and that's really the most important thing for me. All right. Um, I, I think that's a great way to, uh, to cap the interview. Uh, Tita Lindy, for our <laughs> listeners who want to check out your work or if they want to, uh, to hear your voice in full bloom, uh, <laughs> can they follow you on social media or where can they see your work or hear your work? Yeah, actually, I'm just, uh, well, I'm, news- I'm a newscaster for Q105.1. I do the uh, morning news, um, 9 to 6, uh, 9 a.m. to, uh, no, 6 to 9 a.m., sorry. And then, because uh, it's recorded, so they they also play my news in the evening, so like bookends. So, you know, I'm there. And um, follow me on social media, um, on Instagram, um, Lindy Pellicer. And also on Facebook, it's also Lindy Pellicer. And what else do I have? Twitter, Lindy Pellicer. Yeah, I'm there. I'm trying to, uh, to, to, because, um, my kids, you know, their their Instagram, they're so so they make me starring that in there. So they like, okay, you can see me that they're not in an Incas or Renzo's Instagram. They just To be okay. fair, someone did tag you <laughs> on a tweet that also tagged me, which is how I Oh really? Oh wow, she's active on Twitter. So um I uh, as you said, fate does have a funny way of making things happen. So if it weren't for that minor yeah. interaction, I wouldn't have known <laughs> now, oh yeah, why don't I interview Tita Lindy and you know, um let's get to know her. So I'm glad we made this happen and thank you so much for being very open with me and and sharing these stories with our listeners here on deck. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed the the interview. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Huge thanks to Miss Lindy Magnaya for joining me on this week's episode of On Deck. 
If you want to hear her on the air today, you can catch her on Q Radio or Q105.9 where she is a newscaster and her newscasts are sprinkled out through the day during their on-air programming. Before I get out of here, let me tell you about another way you can keep supporting On Deck and that is through your online shopping which we still can't get enough of even in the time of the pandemic. This time, you can help me out through my Shopee affiliate link which is tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-S-H-O-P-E-E. Please use that link. It'll take you straight to the app or to the site where you can check out your products and every item that gets delivered to your doorstep gives me and Podcast Network Asia a small commission to help keep the lights on so we can keep doing what we do best and that is telling the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Another endeavor that I've been working on for the last seven plus years now is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which is also on Podcast Network Asia. You can check out our weekly Kumu streams over at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Kumu. That's Thursdays at 7 p.m. or on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. And of course, our audio only episodes are available on Spotify, courtesy of Podcast Network Asia. One more thing I'm going to shill before I get out of here is the personalized video messages that we can record for you over at shoutout.com. That's S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T dot com. If you want a personalized shout out from me, then you can book me over at shoutout.com or just search for me over at Lazada. That's right. You can search for your boy to give you a shout out through Lazada. Just type S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T. Then look for me and book me right then and there. Big, big ups going out to Babyface producers Nikai, Sola, and Ryan for doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes work as well as the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team for allowing us to all have a platform to tell our stories or, in my case, to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. I'm going to put this episode to bed, so let me just tell you one last time that my name is Stan C, and I am thanking you very much for making it to the end of another episode of On Deck. And as always, I hope that I've earned the privilege of your time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 